Are you a woman known as a good listener? Do you have skills in de-escalating situations? Are you what they call a people person? Then the Minneapolis Police Department would like to meet you. Now in a rebuilding phase, the Minneapolis Police Department is recruiting more women to wear the badge. The department offers career options for women with a high school diploma or GED. There are also opportunities for women with two and four year degrees who are ready to apply their skills in new ways. Police work makes a great second career for social workers, teachers, nurses. Women in their 30s and 40s are welcome to apply. There's no age cap. You'll be paid while you train and mentored by veteran women officers invested in your success. Minneapolis also welcomes current police officers to join the state's largest department. Make a difference on the streets, working in your community, in a career with competitive salaries and generous benefits. Go to MinneapolisMN.gov and search police jobs to find out more. The best healthcare is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. It's not your fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault, a teen mental health podcast. I am your host, Brandon Jones, and on today's episode, we are going to discuss one change that can improve adolescent mental health. One change that can improve adolescent mental health. As you've noticed from the previous episodes, I've been ripping and running all over the place. North Dakota, Central Minnesota. I've done virtual things in Kansas City recently. Nashville, Tennessee, Los Angeles. I've been all over the place talking and discussing adolescent and children's mental health with professionals from all over the world, actually, not just the country. And everyone is trying to solve this, you know, massive jigsaw puzzle of adolescent mental health. Part of it is there's not one solution. Part of it is all children are different. And part of it is we have not advanced our understanding as far as the modalities and the approaches to treating mental health disorders. And what I mean by that is something that I'm going to get into a little bit today and if you catch me in other platforms, you might hear me talk more and more about, but we have to advance our understandings of how we approach therapy. The Mount Rushmore of therapists, there's about 10. They're all old white dudes. And I say that in a joking manner. So please don't come attack me because I said that. I say that because it's one particular perspective. You have Freud and Bandura, you have Young. Uh, you have Erickson, you have all these individuals who've contributed to the world of psychology, foundational understandings and thoughts about how our minds and our brains work and how people develop, grow, and ultimately pass on. But it's a very limited perspective on individuals. And I think that where we are in current times, we have to add the 2.0, the 3.0, the 4.0 versions of those understandings, and we have to add cultural context to them. For example, the thing that I'm going to talk about today, which is technology, wasn't something that was in the mindset 
of these individuals at that time. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have smartphones. They didn't have tablets. They didn't have apps. They didn't have these this tool, this massive tool that we have today. And that has definitely changed how we understand human dynamics. And hell, you're talking to me right now. You're listening to me right now via this same vehicle and platform. And it has an impact. So we have to factor that in when it comes to mental health. But we haven't quite done that 100% just yet. People are talking about it. This is why you're tuning into podcasts like this, because it is a part of the conversation, but we have a lot more to learn, a lot more to understand, especially with AI being thrown in the mix and virtual reality being thrown in the mix. Young people are advancing and developing in a world that is very different from the foundational world that mental health was birthed. Uh, that therapy, that understanding of mental well-being was birthed in. And we have to understand that we have to advance our treatment modalities in order to meet the needs of young people today. So that is a soapbox of Brandon. Thank you for bearing with me on that. But it's important contextual information for us to understand on how do we address this problem? How do we support young people? So there's an article, because you know me. I like to get the articles. I like to get the research and bring it to you all, because I'm a nerd and I read this stuff. But many of you are not nerds and do not read this stuff. So an article came out a few days ago called One Change That Can Improve Adolescent Mental Health. Uh, this was in the Molenberg College uh, application. And again, you can always find these articles that I utilize on the podcast on our Facebook page. Just go ahead and go over to Facebook. And you can search It Is Not Your Fault podcast, and you'll be able to find the post for this article and, and my responses in previous episodes as well. But in the article, it highlights some of the emotional well-being concerns of teenagers and young people. And it says, there have been young people have been through a lot in the past few years, uh, and the world around them can be seen really grim. COVID-19, climate crisis, racial injustice, economic uncertainty, and the democracy is under siege. All of these things have played a role in how young people see themselves and have been developing in life. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute. But first, you manage expenses, you manage risk, you manage market fluctuations, you manage productivity, inventory and delivery. And some days you just manage. Work with a banker who understands that helping your business through challenging times takes a thoughtful plan, creative thinking and a partner you can count on. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at Bremer.com. Minnesota's own United Healthcare offers a wide range of Medicare plans in the Twin Cities designed to meet your needs and your budget. Now's the time to consider United Healthcare. Annual enrollment ends December 7th, so visit getminnesotamedicare.com today. Navigating the healthcare system for our families sure can get confusing, especially when your child is covered by medical assistance health plans. But Hennepin County Child and Teen Checkups is here to help. Their caring team can help you connect to clinics and specialists that take your coverage, whether you live in the city or the suburbs. At Hennepin County Child and Teen Checkups, they even help you find and schedule dentists who will provide dental care for your kids. No transportation to get to the doctor? No problem. Hennepin County Child and Teen Checkups can help you get your kids to their appointments, whether it's for their annual checkup or if they're sick and need to see a doctor. These are your benefits, so take advantage of them. Hennepin County Child and Teen Checkups covers children from birth to age 20. 
They're here in your community to help your kids grow up strong and healthy. Need more information? Call 612-348-5131. That's 612-348-5131 for Hennepin County Child and Teen Checkups. Metro Transit is hiring. Right now, Metro Transit is looking for mechanics and technicians. These workers do the important work of diagnosing, repairing, and performing preventative maintenance on Metro Transit buses, light rail, commuter trains, and other vehicles. Metro Transit is hiring for maintenance-of-the-way technicians for tracks and railway systems. Starting pay ranges from $29.72 to up to $41 an hour. If you're looking for a secure job that offers a great salary, competitive benefits, and a pension, look no further than Metro Transit. Right now, there's even a $4,000 hiring bonus for these positions. Sweet! Find out more at metrotransit.org slash mechanic dash hiring. That's metrotransit.org slash mechanic dash hiring. Keep your community on the move with a new career with Metro Transit. These realities come are coming at teens all hours of the day and night through their devices and keeping them permanently online and connected. Health experts and policymakers criticize the companies behind apps teams prefer, including Instagram and TikTok. I talk about TikTok all the time. That is one of the most powerful apps I've ever seen in my life. Um, so for designing their products to be so addictive, indeed, the development brain of an adolescent is poorly equipped to resist the lure of notifications that might provide intimate or intimate gratification. Some studies have found that excessive social media exposure can over overstimulate the award, the award center of the brain and trigger a response that looks very much like an addiction. So what they're saying is when young people are getting likes, seeing things that they enjoy, engaging with people, there is an arousal that is actually happening within the brain. The same chemicals that will give off if you are engaging in sexual activity. No, we're not going to get graphic. If you are indulging in maybe your favorite piece of cake, if you were on a roller coaster or riding a bike, or if you just hit a game-winning shot or basket, that same dopamine is the chemical in your brain that's really or in your body that's released that gives you that rush to feel good. That same thing is done on social media. And not only is it just done when those magic moments happen, but it's done repeatedly because they happen over and over and over. And the way that these apps are designed and the way that we engage on these apps, we get this, it's an instant and consistent reinforcement of this type of uh, dynamic and engagement. So I'm going to read a little bit more from the article. I don't want to bore you all, but it's important to understand that addiction. So it is perhaps reasonable then that the U.S. Surgeon General has raised alarm about uh, the potential connection between excessive social media use and mental health issues amongst adolescents. Now, that was a big report that came out roughly a year ago. I talked about that on the podcast. It is important because um, we're seeing this dynamic impact children, no matter what their race or ethnicity is, their social economic status, um, even their ability statuses as far as like neurodiversion, we're seeing that uh, social media is playing a role on how they feel about themselves. So this brings on the concern. This brings on what can we do and what's going on here. So correlation does not equal causation. We have to keep that in mind. Yes, these things are happening. Yes, social media has blown up, but it's not the only thing that's playing a role in this. But one of the key things and one of the focuses for this article that is playing a role on this 
is the fact that young people are losing sleep. People are staying up more and more on their phones, on their devices, on the internet, engaging with each other. Now, it's good that there's a social you know, interest and that people are connected. Let's keep that. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> that is a good thing. We don't want people not connected to each other. But it's not a good thing when it is jeopardizing folks' sleep and it's jeopardizing their ability to recoup and their bodies to rest. I'm guilty of this myself, and I'm not an adolescent. As an adult, you know, I, I stay up. Sometimes I'll get in bed and I'll be scrolling and I realize, holy crap, 15 minutes just went by. I need to get off my phone and go to sleep. Put that phone away. I know some people, I have some friends who they leave their phones in a separate room or on a different level of their home or whatever the case is so they, they don't have that temptation to scroll. You know, I used to have the really bad habit of waking up. Uh, I use my phone for my alarm. I'll pause my alarm. And then the next thing that I'll do is I'll just start checking email right there in the bed. So by the time I actually wake up and get up out of the bed, I've already spent 15 minutes on my device and I had to stop doing that. Now I hit the alarm and my first thing to do is to stand and stretch and then get on to the bathroom and handle my business and getting ready for work and getting ready for the day. Uh, it's a very, it's a very intentional practice but I know how addictive and how uh, easy it is to lose time and time in the past when you're on your devices. Think about your own usage as well. So it's not just adolescents, it's also adults who fall into this category. So the sleep, you know, young people are not getting any sleep. Young people's sleep is, is a huge reduction. Um, and this is one of the things that could improve the mental and emotional well-being of young people. And what they're what what this article is um, is suggesting, and I actually agree with, is that we have to start promoting reduced nighttime technology, and we have to start promoting healthy nighttime technology um, approaches to improve sleep. So yes, leave the phone in a different room. I know some parents, and this is a hard thing to do because when you request this next tip I'm about to give you, you might kick off World War Three in your home. Okay. But there are some parents who do require their young person to turn their phone in or put it in a particular space at a particular time, like 9 o'clock, 9.30. The phones go in the parents' room or they get locked in a drawer where the young person doesn't have access to it. Now, I'm not suggesting that. I think that that might cause too much of an argument and too much tension. But if your child is open to turning that phone over, that might be a helpful way just so it's stored and it's out of the way. Um, but yes, we want to promote sleep. Now, traditionally, we have been recommended for um, young adults and, 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 pe and older people to have eight hours of sleep. But many people don't know that this has actually been pulled back on the recent years to six and a half hours because most people haven't you know, received that much sleep. We know sleep has huge benefits. You know, children um, under the age of, think of 16, uh, we used to be um, suggested to get anywhere between 10 hours of sleep a day. Um, I don't know a young person in my life that gets 10 hours of sleep. Um, even my two-year-old doesn't get 10 hours of sleep and she takes naps during the day. So, you know, that is a hard push, but it is something that is encouraged. We have to let our bodies rest, adults included. We have to model these things. We have to be able to um, utilize sleep as one of our tools, our, our, you know, universal given tools to restore our bodies. There's a reason why we sleep. We don't know why. Google that. We don't know why we sleep, but we do know if we don't get enough sleep, it can cause huge health risk. 
and ultimately it can cause death, which is extremely scary. But if you are sleep deprived for over 72 hours, you can start having some life threatening situations happen in your body. So sleep is important for our body and it's important for young people's development. And that's the focus of this podcast. And that's the focus of this article is to make sure that you're encouraging healthy sleep habits for your young people. Some young people need more of a routine, right? They might take a shower, brush their teeth, wash their face. They might need to um, turn in the phone after that's done. Or they might end up, you know, they hack, they get 15 minutes or 30 minutes of phone time or tablet time or whatever before bed. And then at a particular time, the tablets and stuff turn off or maybe the Wi-Fi comes off. But it's important that we encourage healthy sleep habits. So we have to utilize this intervention. We have to design uh, some kind of system inside of our homes to reduce the nighttime technology use, because if we don't, it is going to have an impact on the sleep, which is ultimately going to have an impact on our mental and emotional well-being. It's that serious. So think about this. Think about your own habits. Think about the habits of your children. And if you have young kids that they're not quite adolescents yet, what habits are you building already around technology and bedtime with them? Um, you know, I think I have two, seven, and ten in my home. And my 10-year-old is like my preteen. So this is where I get a lot of my practice with the young people. But my seven-year-old, you know, making sure that her iPad is not near her bed, making sure that, you know, we read a book to her at night. My 10-year-old is not into reading books at this point. She's kind of like moved. She's too cool for that. But my two-year-old loves stories as well. And make sure that we don't invite, invite devices during those times as we're transitioning to bedtime. So all things to think about. Think about these things while you're going about your day-to-day. -day. Think about, um, you know, how do you structure this in your home to better support and set up your young person for success. All right, I've been running my mouth too much. The podcast is pretty much over. Let's get to where you can check us out at. Three places. The first place is the Facebook group. As I mentioned earlier, it is not your fault. The podcast, search that in Facebook, and you can find the article that I'm talking about today and previous episodes. You can also find me on my own website, jegna.org that's j-e-g-n-a.org where you can send me questions or find other things that i do or you can find me and a whole list of outstanding and amazing podcasters at shalettamakesmelaugh.com that is it for today we'll see you in the next one peace to check out previous episodes of it's not your fault or to learn more about brandon jones log on to shalettamakesmelaugh.com Coming soon, it's the Power of People Institute's Wellness Village, coming up on the north side on November 18th. This is where you can take advantage of free healthcare services and a free lunch too. Yes, I said free. There'll be free blood pressure checks and free A1C checks, free dental fluoride applications, free COVID-19 tests, and free updated COVID-19 vaccines. You'll even earn a $50 gift card when you get your COVID-19 vaccine. Healthcare professionals from our community will be there to take care of you and answer any of your questions. So, see you at 618th Avenue North in Minneapolis on November 18th. The Wellness Village is from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come one, come all, come hungry. Walk-ins are welcome. Ridership on Metro Transit is up. The number of folks taking buses, light rail, commuter trains has jumped by 21% over last year. This means more reliable, extended service and more connection for all of us riders. Have you noticed the expanded service on some key routes? 
trips have been added to the Metro Orange Line and the frequency has improved to every 15 minutes. And the Metro A Line operates every 10 minutes between noon and 6 p.m. on weekdays. Not only that, the bus route that operates in the core routes 2, 10, and 18 all have weekday service increased to every 10 minutes between noon and 6 p.m. All across the system, you're seeing service that is available earlier and later and more service available on weekends. So come along for the ride on your Metro Transit. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. When I walked across that stage at my high school graduation, I was excited, but confused about my next step. Then I walked through the doors at Doherty Family College. Doherty Family College is part of the University of St. Thomas. It's a two-year college that lets you earn an associate's degree and puts you on the path to your bachelor's degree. Classes are small, so I have a personal relationship with professors committed to my success. Like the name says, they treat us like family. They call us scholars because they believe we could do anything we put our minds to. They set us up for excellence with free tutoring, and that's not the only thing that's free. Laptops, books, even breakfast and lunch, and bus fare. That's part of the package here at Doherty Family College. It's even free to apply. So do like I did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up a tour. We'd be excited to welcome you to our family here at Doherty Family College. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. As the temperatures dip, it's leaf raking season. But what do you do with all those piles of leaves? Did you know that it's illegal to put your yard waste in your trash? In Ramsey County, you can drop all of your leaves, grass clippings, and branches at a Ramsey County Yard Waste Collection Site. That's where you can also take your pumpkins, 
hay bales, and corn stalks with any decorations removed. When you're at the yard waste collection site, you will see the designated piles where you can empty your bags of yard waste. And it's all free for Ramsey County residents. Find out more about what you can bring to a yard waste collection site at RamseyRecycles.com slash yard waste. That's RamseyRecycles.com slash yard waste. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.